Hello and welcome to the season three finale of The Amazing Race and The Amazing Rewatch. (laughs) Season three, episode 11, original air date was December 18th, 2002. So right before Christmas. This was a great finale in my opinion, at least the last half, because this is a double episode. Mm -hmm. We left the last episode with Derek and Drew getting eliminated, eliminated. And getting our top three teams, which are Terry and Ian, Ken and Gerard, and Zach and Flo. So we do a first half, and then that's a a non-elimination, which we all knew because they said there was going to be three this season. We've only done two. Mm -hmm. And then the top three go to the finale. And that's how they always do it. There's always an... I mean, so far. It seems like, yeah. So far, in the three seasons we've watched, (laughs) they do a (laughs) non-elimination in the leg right before the final leg. So... That's what we're getting up to. Like we said last time, they checked in in Vietnam. So our first team to depart the pit stop today is Terry and Ian. And they leave at 5.19 a.m. And when they're talking, they're kind of saying how we've run this whole race with no alliances. Like nobody's wanted to be in our alliance. We haven't made any alliances and we've made it this far. I think people are afraid of us. I mean, they think... That we underestimate us. They count us out, but they shouldn't count us out because we're doing really good. Yeah. (laughs) And they are. They have been doing pretty good. I mean, like we said, they've been a little bit in the back of the pack the whole time. But these last couple legs, when it's mattered the most, they've been pulling it out. So, Well, actually, because, I mean, obviously we know that this is the last episode. So I checked the race statistics for like these last three teams and they really weren't as far in the back as we thought they were yeah like their average place was like third place that's pretty good and they were the only team to not be saved by a non-elimination like mm-hmm. flo and zach and ken and gerard were both last so terry and ian were the only ones that mm-hmm. have never come in last and yet people still underestimate them yeah. and are so surprised when they get somewhere yeah, what on time. Are they doing here? Yeah. It's very weird. Yeah, like we said, they leave at 5:19 a.m. The route info says travel by train to the city of Way, but it's spelled H U E. Hugh. People call people pronounce it Hugh or Who. <laughs> and find the Imperial Palace, search the sprawling grounds for the route marker. And they have $162 for this leg of the race. And Ian knows exactly how to pronounce it right away. Cause yeah. Terry says Hugh. And he's she's like, like it's Hugh. Way. He's like, no, wait. She said, no, Hugh. H-U-E. He's like, it's way. And she's like, way? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And like I said, they have to travel by train. So they go immediately to the train station. And they're told that the bookings for tickets don't even open until 7 a.m. And they get there about 5.54. So there's some waiting time and giving time to people to catch up yeah i watched the first like 20 25 minutes in my car while i was waiting for my kids to be like in an art class like a summer art class so i didn't have a way to take notes so i'm relying on sadie's (laughs) for this one for the first little bit here so continue okay (laughs) well then we had second place team zach and flo leave at 558 And during their little interview thing, Zach is saying, Flo is very fragile these days. I have to proceed with caution. And if I lose it, then it's all going to be lost and stuff like that. Which is true. He has to be very patient with her. Yes. And then Ken and Gerard leave at 6.13. 
And they say going into these final legs that they have an advantage because they're brothers and brothers can put up with a whole lot. Which I think is true. I think Mm -hmm. in all the dynamics of the Amazing Race, like the sibling dynamics are always pretty strong because, and I think we said this in like season one or something, but siblings are, you know, they, you still love each other even when you drive each other crazy. Yeah. And you've known each other your whole life. Yeah. If you're just friends or in a relationship, like a romantic relationship, you could leave the other person and never talk to them again. Yeah. <laughs> but your sibling, you have known all the annoying things they do all their life. And, you know, it's just, you're probably, you know. Yeah. Going to run the race pretty well because you don't get so affected by their negativity and all their, like, bad, at, like, attributes, you know. Yeah. I agree. So I agree with this statement. I like watching siblings in this race. That's why we'd be so good at this. We would. <laughs> So Zach and Flo, they show up to the train station, and Ian tells them that the train is a 24-hour ride. And Flo is so upset by this, and Ian laughs at her. (laughs) And she literally is, like, seriously contemplating just quitting the race. For the first of many many times times of this Mm -hmm. episode. She's like, I am not getting on this train. That is torture. Like, I want to go home. This is awful. The train doesn't even have air conditioning. And Zach, again, is being so patient. Well, do you want to walk over to the ticket agent with me? And we can ask if we can get AC. Let's ask if we can get first class. Let's see if we can get this. You know, he's being so patient with her and so kind. And she is so negative. And she's just crying. You know he just wants to lose it right now i know i'm sure i do not know how he does it i honestly don't (laughs) and they're in this terminal and this loud music starts playing and so flo leaves the terminal and goes to another one and she lays down on some benches and falls asleep and then ken and Gerard show up and they book tickets on a first class sleeper and terry and ian book tickets on a first class sleeper But Zach comes back from that other terminal that Flo ran away to and tries to book the same tickets and the sleepers are sold out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So his only choice is to get a first class sitting, but it's air conditioned at least. And he's literally talking to the ticket agent. He's like, please, this girl will kill me if there's no AC. It has to have AC. (laughs) Please get us some other AC. And he is literally like begging for his partner and she's not even anywhere to be found. She's just all by herself, sleeping and crying and making him do all the work. I thought it was weird, too, because, like, if she fell asleep so easy on those really uncomfortable benches in the other terminal, like, a 24-hour train ride mm-hmm. doesn't sound that bad to just be able to sit sit and sleep. Yeah. And if you would have gone and bought your tickets before you threw a fit, then you would have had a bed. <laughs> yeah. One thing that I wrote down before they actually got to the train station. Ken and Gerard are in their taxi on the way to the train station and they're being so funny because their taxi driver is driving fast and in these Asian countries a lot of like people don't follow traffic rules and (laughs) they like think they're gonna get crashed or like hit somebody. somebody. (laughs) They're just like cringing and like (laughs) so they're being so funny. And they're starting out this episode funny and in a good mood and I'd love to race with them. So this train ride is very long. It's 24 hours. And the people with the sleepers look like it's pretty 
relaxing or yeah i mean not necessarily relaxing relaxing but you know it's good to get flat yeah Yeah. (laughs) and zach and flo are sitting straight up and it does look pretty uncomfortable but at least it's air conditioned yeah it's not the worst situation but 24 hours is long but finally they arrive in way and i'll just give you a little bit of information about this before we move on there's not a ton of information because it's not like the main city of vietnam so way is in the north central coast region of vietnam and it's referred to as the old imperial city it was the administrative capital during the french into china period and nearly 4.2 million visitors visit every year because there's a lot of historic landmarks and it has a lot of interesting history it's a world heritage site and yeah not a ton of information yeah the the imperial palace is that where they go to looks mm-hmm. pretty cool yeah if you're in vietnam worth a stop mm-hmm. or ian was saying that this is really close to the dmz which during the vietnam war is like the area between north vietnam and south vietnam oh yeah what does the dmz stand for demilitarized zone maybe yeah i just pulled that out of nowhere (laughs) oh that's true that's what it is so he was saying that he knows he knows about it because it was like by the dmz and it was right next to north north vietnam and Hmm. i'm very proud of myself yeah good for you (laughs) that's really good so once they arrive from that train ride, that long, long train ride, Zach and Flo are the first ones out and get the taxi first. And Flo is complaining that she's she can't run and she's going to throw up and she has to pee and pretty much everything you can complain about. She <laughs> has, I'm thirsty. Well, then here's some water. But I can't drink water. I have to pee. Like, nothing he says <laughs> makes her happy. <laughs> and he's basically doing all the navigating for them he's like telling them to go this way and they get to the this in this imperial palace is a huge area that they have to search for this one clue box and so he's kind of like telling her which way to go and she's so just checked out and negative and literally could care less about what happens (laughs) and he's like telling her to go with this way and that way and she's like i'm not going to get involved but how do you know this is the right way? And he like tells her and she's like, whatever. And yeah. she refuses to run. She's just walking and complaining and pouring water over her head. And he's trying to get her to get somewhere. And she it's literally like acting like a toddler. Yeah. It's awful. infuriating. Yes. Um, all three teams are there in that area looking for the clue. Ken and Gerard get somebody who works there to point them in the right direction. And they get to the clue first. And it says to travel 65 miles to Nam O Da Nang and find the route marker by the bridge. So this is like a small village, kind of 65 miles away from where they are now. <laughs> so they head off into the cab. Terry and Ian find the clue box. And of course, Ian is like yelling really, really loud, Terry, Terry. And that gives it away to Flo and Zach exactly yeah. where they need to go to get the clue. So they get it right after them and they're heading out. And Terry and Ian have their bags on their back and they're heading out and they're just like so gung-ho and ready to do the best job that they can and running past them. And and Flo's like, I don't know why you guys insist on running. There's literally no point and I hope you get tired out. And they're like, okay, Flo, bye. <laughs> like they like are like, what the heck? And she's literally like just complained. I don't know why you insist on running. There's literally no point. 
you guys are going to get tired out. Okay. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> and Zach probably is like this. Oh my gosh. Well, I am. I'm like. I, yeah. Yeah. If we're this annoyed, just watching her having to be with her 24 seven for the last 30 days, I cannot, that would be. Yeah. I can't imagine the worst punishment you could give me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel bad. I I really do feel bad because these are like, she's a real person. Like this is not like a character on a TV show that we. Yeah. It's almost so bad that it's, it's not realistic. It does seem like a character written. Yeah. It's almost like there's no way somebody is this negative and awful (laughs) on their own. Like they have to literally, like they had to have written this. I don't know. That's how it seems to me. Like it just drives me nuts. And also it drives me crazy that there are eight teams behind her that have got have been eliminated that would love to be to, in her place. Yeah, and all she can do is Just cry sit there and, and whine, whine and yell at her teammate when literally every single person who's been eliminated would love to be there. Yep, that's what drives me the most crazy. I think, and a thousand other people who applied for the race. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, when they get to that town that i can't pronounce (laughs) they get the clue that is a detour and their options are basket boats or basket bikes this is where i started taking notes okay (laughs) go ahead okay so boats is you have to row this like little circular basket boat across the river to an island and the clue is on that island and then you have to row back it's pretty straightforward basket bikes is you go find a bicycle and it's loaded with a bunch of shrimp baskets and you have to drive the bike one mile and this is the first of at least two times that they do Mm -hmm. this challenge in the race uh the history of the race yeah i didn't know they did it on this season but the second i saw those bikes i was like (gasps) team fun (laughs) oh my gosh it's like trauma ptsd (laughs) from these bikes (laughs) Yeah, but people who know the race and every season that happens, they would probably think the same thing. But I was like, oh no, the shrimp baskets, the bikes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. They both look hard, but that one looks harder. Mm -hmm. So I was surprised when Ken and Gerard, and then especially Terry and Ian, chose to do the bikes. Yeah. I think it was funny when Ken and Gerard get there, they they round this corner and you see the bikes and he just starts laughing. Yeah. Like, oh. And Ken actually does it really easy. I know. Ken was great at it. He, like, never <laughs> falls. Gerard has a really hard time. And Ken falls doing everything else, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they eventually, like, both teams be- eventually get all the locals to help them. Yeah, that's keep the, it steady. really the only way that they were able to finish is. And offer him money. Mm-hmm. But this is part, this part kind of bothered me. Like, Ian literally just leaves Terry in the dust. Like, he doesn't wait for her at all. Yeah. And she's so far behind him and, like, doesn't even check on her. So he gets to the end of that one mile and Ken and Gerard are already done and they're heading back and they see Terry. She's, like, way far behind and they're, like, so supportive of her. Come on, girl, you got this. Don't stop. You can do it, you know? And he's, Ian's, like, all the way up there. Terry, come! (laughs) I actually (laughs) can see, because, like, if you... If you finally get the hang of it and you have to go, like, if you stop, that's hard to get going again. So I can see kind of why he was just like, I just got to keep going. 
Yeah, but I think it was rude. Okay. <laughs> I think you should have waited for her and checked on her. She could have got hurt or something. But she finished it. She's a strong woman. So Ken and Gerard did finish first, and they got the clue. And it says, travel 20 miles to the dock in Hoi An and choose a sandpan and travel to the middle of the river to get a clue. While this is happening, Flo and Zach chose to do boat. For a minute. <laughs> and they're each in their own boat. Yeah. And have to row. Flo is not even trying. Not even trying. She does the I'm thing where she... I'm not tall enough to do this. I... She does the thing what, that she did back in Portugal when she like pretended to fall down when they were going to scale down the cliff. Oh, yeah. And be like what this is how we're supposed to do it you know she was doing that like purposefully not even trying i can't do it what like this what like this how am i even supposed to do it you know like and he's like well try the left and the right and then do this and then do that you know trying to give her all these tips being so patient with her and she is just like screaming and crying and not even trying and they're like in the middle of the river who's texting you it's a bunko text chain i'm sorry you don't know how to silence your watch? Well, I didn't think it would be that big of a deal, but now I probably should. Okay, let's see. Settings. Sounds. There we go. Okay. okay. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> I don't know how to mute my watch, but now I just figured it out. So they're in the middle of the river, and they see where the, f- the, the clue box is, which is like farther down the river. And she didn't think it was that far away. And once she sees that, she is, she's not having it. There's no way she's going that far. And she makes them turn around and go back to shore and switch detours. Yeah. Like, they're already halfway there. Yeah. And she's saying, I want out. I I want out of this game. She says, get me to shore. I am serious and I am about to lose it. Like, oh my gosh. And she, she pretty much was halfway there. I know. They could have made it. It's ridiculous. Right here I have in all caps, poor Zach. Yeah. (laughs) Honestly, he has, I don't even know what the saying is. The patience of... Patience of... Job? Yeah, something like that. I I think, I don't know if I understand the reference. I'm not a very good scriptorian, but... (laughs) Let me look it up. (laughs) Yeah. That's what the saying is. I don't know why that this, that's the saying. I don't know the story, but I've never seen anybody with more patience than him. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And we're running out of words to describe Flo's outbursts. Like yeah. when we say like, she says this and she's just, because we've said not having it, freaking out, having a meltdown. Oh, <laughs> we've yeah. used all of those words. We're running out of new things to say about yeah. her tangents, not even ta- her tirades mm-hmm. i don't know so when they do make it back to shore she gets out of her boat and she starts walking away and she says i've quit mm-hmm. this is it i'm done and zach's like, He's like can we talk about it yeah Flo, can we talk no yeah that's her response and she walks away He's like, well, this is my game, too. I think yeah. we should talk before we quit. This is my game, too. Yeah. Like, who does she think she is that she can just unilaterally decide mm-hmm. that she's done after they've made it to the top three? And Zach has pretty much gotten them there himself. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> he has navigated everything. He's driven every single place. He's done, I think, every single roadblock. Like I'll tell you at the end. Everything. And 
then they go to those bikes and she sees what they're supposed to do and she's like are you kidding me and then gets upset again and they give it a try and they're it's like a huge weight and stuff and she can't get it balanced she can't pick it up she can't do anything she's not even trying that hard no and she keeps like almost like pretending to like fall over mm-hmm. and she's like do you understand how much i weigh and like saying that she's like so skinny and not strong and stuff and it's like you had almost finished your detour anyways it's so <laughs> so they give up pretty quickly on this one yeah zach was like this this is not happening yeah. <laughs> and they head back to the boats that's their only other option and he hires these two guys like off the <laughs> beach to row them there and she's literally just like laying back in the little boat and like yeah relaxing as somebody paddles for mm-hmm. her luckily he had this idea because you know he's been frugal with his money up until now so maybe this was <laughs> yeah was he was like okay <laughs> i have all this money that we've saved this please is- just get us there and back <laughs> <laughs> and so they get the clue and they get back but in the meantime terry and ian and ken and gerard are in their taxis and they're kind of like passing each other and they have really high spirits and they're just excited to play the game but then the brother's taxi gets a flat tire <laughs> <laughs> they've had real bad luck with yeah flat this tires. is their second flat tire of the race <laughs> But they get out and help the driver change the flat tire, and they say they do it in record time. Have you ever had a flat tire? Um, not while I was like driving. I've like got in a car and there was already a flat tire, but not while I was driving. There was a period of time that I had like four flat tires within a year. Really, it was weird. I've never had a flat tire before that, and I've never had a flat tire after that. Hmm. And I don't know. I don't know what it was, but... (laughs) Did you change one of them yourself? I didn't. The Hmm. first one was when me and Jeff were engaged, and I was just, like, driving my car down State Street in Orem, and the tire was flat. Like, it just kind of just, like, started to go flat as I was driving. But I just happened to be driving by, like, a big old tires. So I drove into big old tires, and then Jeff came and got me, and they changed the tire. I don't know. And then I think the next two were after just after we got married and we i guess there was like a construction zone or something because two times in the same car within like a month of each other we had a big nail in our tire and then the last one was on craig's uh forerunner when we got in that car accident over thanksgiving when i was pregnant with evie Mm -hmm. he let us borrow his truck his forerunner and we were taking it back up to him and we got a flat tire in nephi canyon Mm -hmm. so if you're um like following along with the timeline of this story they met and got engaged and got married and had a baby really fast (laughs) (laughs) which they did well we but not like in a bad way yeah well, we've been married for 10 years now, so <laughs> it all worked out. We didn't have Evie until like two years after we got married. So yeah, so maybe it was a little bit longer, but still a very short time frame for four flat tires. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, Terry and Ian arrive to that dock and get on their sampan and they head out to the clue 
like bobbing in the middle of the river and in that is a roadblock and it says this person this person should be fishing for a clue (laughs) the way that terry reads this she's like this person should be fishing for a clue like of course you're doing this one right and he's like he does the same thing okay he's done it like the last four episodes i guess i'll do it (laughs) yeah so what what it is is this um traditional fishing platform that's like up on stilts out of the water and they have to use this crank wheel kind of thing like a winch and pull a fishing net out of the water isn't it isn't it a winch w i n c h maybe isn't a winch like a a barmaid (laughs) (laughs) something like that i don't know and they have to pull the fishing net up out of the water and as it comes out of the water the clue will be on the net so it does seem like it requires some physical strength. Yeah. Um, yeah, they were like using their feet and mm-hmm. yeah, their whole whole body strength. And Ian does it pretty quickly and they get the clue off the net and it says, take your sampan back to the dock and make your way to the pit stop on China Beach, which is 15 miles away. And as they're on their way, Ian is saying like how proud he is of Terry and he realizes that he's overbearing and they make it through and he's like this you know Mm -hmm. that's the the way it is but i'm proud of her (laughs) yeah i think like they're saying nice things about each other because they're not they know they're not in the last Mm -hmm. and you know they're feeling pretty high spirits it's easy to say like be in a bad mood when you're in the back of the pack but yeah he's said like i can't tell you how proud i am of her she doesn't talk to him nice all the time either no but you know Ken and Gerard get there, and Ken does the roadblock. They do it easily enough. Mm-hmm. And right after that, Terry and Ian arrive at the beach, and they check in as team number one. But it's and- funny, as they're running up to the check the pit stop, um, they both have their bags on them, and they're running through the sand, and they see Phil ahead of them, and Ian's like, don't outrun me. Don't outrun yeah. me. <laughs> like, I don't, like, did he just not want to be embarrassed or something? I don't yeah, know. I don't know. But they're team number one. Mm-hmm. And they went... Uh, Royal Caribbean cruise to Alaska. Mm -hmm. Seven night cruise. Which is very fun. And he says, she's everything in the world I've ever wanted. She's the love of my life. So, they're sweet. Yeah. (laughs) I can see how people are kind of annoyed of them, like, in person. Like, I think that he is kind of, like, loud and obnoxious sometimes. But he loves his wife. (laughs) And she loves him, it seems, so... I'm looking um, at my notes, and I spelled Zach, like, four different ways. <laughs> Z-A-K, Z-A-C, Z-A-C-K, Z-A-C-H. I don't actually. I think it's Z-A-C-H. I think it's Z-A-C-H, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ken and Gerard are in their cab heading to China Beach, and Zach and Flo are just getting to the detour on the river, on the sandpan. And, of course, Zach does the roadblock. Yeah, you said detour, but you mean roadblock. Yes, that's what I meant. Yeah. Um, Ken and Gerard check in as team number two, and then Zach and Flo check in as team number three. And it seems quite a bit later. It's very dark yeah, it's after when they dark. check in. And again, like we said, this is a non-elimination league, and they knew that. Yeah. I think that's why she was saying to Terry Ann, why are you running? It literally doesn't matter. And why she was being so negative and slow and yeah. literally couldn't care. But She knew that she... It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't not matter what you're doing on this leg. 
Because it sets you up for the time you leave on the next leg. Yeah. It could make a difference. Yeah, that was like the twins' reasoning last episode. They were like, every minute counts when you don't know if it's a non-elimination. So. Yeah. <sighs> so, they're still with us as we head into the second half of the leg <laughs> or the episode. Okay. So, here we go on the final leg. Terry and Ian are the first to depart at 5.35 a.m., and the clue says to go to the Kuangmin Temple. And that's all I wrote down. Was there more to that clue? Oh, yeah. It just says, find your clue at Buddha's feet at the Kuangmin Temple. And they have $250 for the leg of the race. Ken and Gerard leave at 5.52 a.m. And then right after that, Terry and Ian get to the clue, which says to go to Honolulu, Hawaii. And they're very excited to head back to the United States. Mm-hmm. But first, they have to go on a 17-hour train ride. <laughs> to hanoi to fly to honolulu but you can't go into the hanoi airport unless you already have a plane ticket Mm -hmm. so they have to go to a travel agency first to buy their plane tickets ken and gerard are like right after them Mm -hmm. and it seems to be like this travel agency that they find is just the closest one to where they were because all three teams end up at the same travel yeah i was wondering if there was like a the instructions, the clue instructions say to go to this specific travel agency, but the people there didn't seem to. Yeah, I don't think that's what it was. I think it was probably just the closest one. Yeah. Um, but Zach and Flo left at 8.02. So they are like over two hours behind. Mm-hmm. So it does matter, Flo. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> what if somebody gets on a flight before you have a chance mm-hmm. to? So. Because in the meantime, while they're not even left the pit stop yet, Ken and Gerard and Terry and Ian are at that travel agency together trying to find flights to honolulu and this turns into some drama (laughs) yeah well when terry and ian were there first they walk in and like ian's trying to talk to her and terry's like repeating everything that ian says and he's like looking at her (laughs) yeah he's like okay just one person needs to talk is it me or you (laughs) so i don't actually blame him for doing that (laughs) but the thing that gets Oh, you know, as you're watching, you're like feeling so cringe. You're like, oh my gosh. Yeah. So he I'm is talking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is that? Oh, it's friends. It's Ross. Uh, this makes me feel a little uncomfortable. <laughs> yes. I would feel very uncomfortable if I was there with them. He and Ian's talking to the travel agent and he's like, here, let me come back there. And he goes like back behind the counter where yeah. all of the travel agents are. And he goes back there and he's like starting to tell them what to do. <laughs> And tell them how to do their job. And Ken is like, Ian, like, you can't do that. And he's getting, and like, he's like, we should have a little powwow. You should come back to this side of the desk and we'll talk. And Ian's like, I just have two more questions for her and then we can have a talk. Yeah. He just wants to get him, like, out of, from behind the desk. Mm -hmm. Because he's literally, like, hovering hovering over these ladies' shoulders and being so loud and trying to tell them how to do their job. And so he leaves from behind the desk and he goes over where ken and gerard are and they're all four talking and ken's like gerard is very good at this let's let him just do the talking like let's not intimidate them and ian said well i was invited back there and ken's like no (laughs) No, you are not (laughs) (laughs) and they and he's like okay fine you guys do it see what you can do you know i've asked him all the same questions you're gonna ask you know it is like they are undermining him and that's probably like embarrassing or makes him feel annoyed yeah but also he was being like the way he went about it was Uh not good they end up buying tickets so 
their flight goes from Hanoi to Japan to Honolulu. So now they all have tickets and they know they can get into the airport. And they make their way to the train station. And they get, Ken and Gerard get in the taxi and they're like, are we in an alliance with Terry? Why do we keep saying that? Are we in an alliance with Terry and Ian? And Ken's like, I think we are in an alliance with Terry and Ian. (laughs) How did that happen? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, at this point, Zach and Flo finally show up to, to that travel agency. And they're told that the only flights left on that, only seats left on that flight are business class flights. And like we all know, you can't fly business class you can purchase the tickets but you can't actually sit in a business class seat unless you buy economy and they let you sit business yeah so this i was kind of like well, what are the rules around this because yeah i didn't know you could even buy the business class seats what's the point of that rule yeah if you buy business but sit economy yeah i don't know it's a weird rule it's probably I mean, they have it for a reason but they Basically wanted to get a ticket so they could get in the airport, I think. And Flo has been, like, in a good mood. Like, as they're leaving, she's saying, like, now that I know it's in the the last leg, I'm in a better mood. And um, Zach says, like, I I didn't come all the way around the world just to quit. And I don't think Flo is going to break down again. (laughs) That lasts five seconds. And then as soon as they say we don't have any economy seats left, she just, like, sits and pouts. And cries. And why does this happen to us? Nothing like this happens to anybody but us, you know, crying. And and she says, if we do not get on this flight, you are booking a, t- a ticket to JFK. I am not joking around. Yeah. It's like, have you ever actually joked on this race? <laughs> yeah. I swear. Have you had any fun at all? Literally. It's like this. She has been held against her will on this race, like gun to her head. She can't leave. You know, like, that's how she acts. When she... Why us? Well, if you wouldn't have spent the whole last leg whining, mm-hmm. you would have got there sooner, and you would have got the seat, the seats that you want, that you need. So... Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> well, they all arrive at the train station and get on the same train. That one doesn't arrive... Well, it leaves at noon and arrives in Hanoi at 4 a.m. So that is a, another long train ride. Mm-hmm. 17 hours. that's 18 actually and well so zach they're sitting there on this train and they're like we have these tickets but they're basically useless because we can't actually use these tickets Mm -hmm. and they're like well what are we gonna do so zach walks around the train and starts asking locals if he can use their cell phone to call travel agencies and fix the situation and he actually finds somebody that's able to get them on an earlier flight like the from tokyo to honolulu so he uses that time wisely and like we said they're not allowed to go into the airport unless they have a ticket so he arranges with the travel agency to have some random guy meet them at a hotel outside the airport to give them the tickets so they can get in the airport with the tickets and flo is just like so impressed with him and so happy with him and like this is the first time she's been nice to him yeah and he won some points with her with that yeah. one. <laughs> that probably got them to the end of the race. Mm-hmm. That little maneuvering there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they they arrive in Hanoi at 4.10 and the other two teams head to the airport. Zach and Flo go to that hotel to get their plane tickets. So they're all on the same flight to Tokyo. 
But now Zach and Flo have an earlier flight from there. And they know that they have an earlier flight because they saw what flight the other two teams were on at that trail, the first travel agency. They're like, Mm -hmm. we saw their names on the screen. We know they're on that flight. Yeah. So they don't want to share that information with the other teams. But Ken and Gerard are also like, I wonder if there's an earlier flight. So they go up to like the executive offices. (laughs) Yeah. They're like getting on an elevator and sneaking around and like, don't let him see us. Don't let him. Don't let Ian see us. <laughs> and Ian, like, the whole time is just, like, staring at them, and he can tell something's up. And yeah. he's like, they're probably trying to get an earlier flight. Mm-hmm. And and they do. Well, and Terry and Ian try and get on that flight, but they're told there's only one oh, seat. Oh, yeah, that's right. And there's two of them, so they can't get on. And that first flight that Ken and Gerard and Zach and Flo are on is supposed to leave at 640. Oh, no, it's supposed 630. to. 630. Yeah. And then the next flight that Terry and Ian are on it's supposed to leave at 7 45 but literally this is like the grace of god or something i don't know what happened <laughs> but the storm blows through and the first flight is delayed yeah <laughs> and it doesn't it departs at 7 55 and then terry and ian's departs at 8 10 they're literally only 15 minutes behind yep and it was going to be an hour and 15 minutes yep how did they get that lucky i don't know that was very lucky it's <laughs> crazy like at that point i'd be like well we we have to win now like that <laughs> this was our sign <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's crazy lucky for them like literally that kept them in the race they would have actually did i don't know if it did though because they arrive at seven fifty-five a.m and 8 10 it was like almost 24 hours exactly yeah but time difference well right but yeah it to honolulu and they have like these mustangs outside the airport for them to drive and then they have to go to north shore to get blessed by a kahuna but that doesn't open until 10 a.m that's so i think that terry and ian probably would have still made it and caught up to them yeah so but i just want to point out one other thing that flo was like zach don't be like driving miss daisy here yeah like are you serious i know like, the and one just, time that he goes slow, you're going to yell at him? Yeah, and she's just <laughs> in the back. The convertible top is down, and she's like, literally, she has re- relied on him for everything. <laughs> everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah, so they do, they drive 20 miles to North Shore, get a blessing from a priest known as a kahuna, but it doesn't open until 10 a.m. We. I just said that, but... There we go. I'm repeating it. And when they get there, Flo and Zach and Ken and Gerard kind of arrive and they're like, she's like, did you, oh, did you stop at McDonald's? I'm so hungry. (laughs) And Ken's like, you got to stop whining. It's way too early for this. Yeah. I'm like, finally, somebody tells her. (laughs) Literally. I'm like, I literally was like, finally, (laughs) you should have been saying that this whole time. And she's like, ah. He said it kind of like in a teasing way, but you could tell he was yeah, serious. Yeah, but then he like turns to the camera and he's like, "Your <laughs> his eyes, you could tell he was serious. Uh, yeah. So Terry and Ian obviously arrive at the same place and they're all doing it together. And they do this cool ritual and they have to drink something and he, they get ple- blessed by him and stuff like that. And then he gives them the clue. And that one is to travel 100 miles to the island of Kauai. And then when you get there, drive yourself 25 miles to a ranch and follow your arrow, follow the arrows, and follow the arrows to the next clue. There are a lot of farms on Kauai. 
yeah so so weird that they like have to go to another island though for this one yeah ask though they're in honolulu for like a minute a couple hours they like did one basically thing. to drive and then mm-hmm. yeah and they did one thing in Kauai too yeah well you're gonna tell us about honolulu and Kauai, or what's well your- i didn't find anything about honolulu because we weren't there for very long we basically landed there mm-hmm. and we'll probably go there another time i did some info on Kauai. So Kauai is the second largest, no, the second oldest of the Hawaiian islands after Ni'ihau. I don't know. I've never heard of that island. Yeah, I don't don't think it's a one that you can go to. But Kauai is the second oldest. It has an area of 1,456 kilometers, 562 square miles. (laughs) I don't know. Like, I don't understand kilometers. (laughs) So this island is nicknamed the Garden Island. There's a lot of, like, vegetation and a lot of tropical flora and fauna and rough mountainous terrain. Yeah, lots of, like, canyons and waterfalls. Mm -hmm. It has the largest coffee plantation in the U.S. It, there's no daylight savings time on Kauai. They opted out in 1967. Just Kauai? Oh, it says Hawaii opted out of 19, oh, in 1967. I was going to say, that would be very confusing if mm-hmm. it was just one island. <laughs> I wish everybody would do that. Right. Kauai is the wettest place on Earth. Each year, Mount Waialea, Waialeale, Waialeale, I think, <laughs> gets an average of 450 inches of rain. Wow. That's a lot. And we live in Utah and get about four, so. <laughs> yeah. I know. <laughs> Not I this imagine. year, though. It's been raining for, like, the last two weeks. I know. And I mean, we had a really uh, snowy winter. And now we're flooding, to- so. <laughs> it rained a lot today. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, it looks very pretty, very wet. Our mom is actually in Hawaii right now mm-hmm. as we speak. <laughs> on the big island. Yeah. I hope they go there on one of these lakes because that's the one that, that's the island that I've been to. So, the island is five point one million years old. That's very that's old. very old. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the one that uh, Casey and Anne and their family have gone to a few times. It's Kauai. I um, think it's actually called. It's pronounced Kauai, but well, on Wikipedia it doesn't say that. I know, and I always thought it was Kauai, but I went to like that travel agent convention in Las Vegas, and there was some representatives there from Hawaii, and when she was like telling us about the island, she said Kauai. I believe her. Yeah. But Wikipedia says, <laughs> pronounce K-O-W-E-I-E, Kauai, Kauai, <laughs> Kauai. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah, I'll Wikipedia. believe somebody that lives there. Yeah. <laughs> It says this is the island that a lot of things are filmed. And I think like Jurassic Park is filmed on that island. Baywatch, Gilligan's Island. Um, they don't even, they don't have like a major city, really. It's just like a few small towns. So it's, and it's not as many tourists and like not as many resorts. And mm-hmm. so it is definitely a more slow island than Oahu. What island was Lost filmed on? Oahu? Yes. I think I actually recently looked that up because I also wondered. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Gosh, you just know everything I today. know. 
Got a lifetime of knowledge. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love that movie. That's a good one. Alrighty, so they all have to fly to Kauai from Honolulu, and they're all on the same flight. Yeah. And then they have to drive. Yes. I do want to... Okay, so Gerard says right here, he's like, Flo is calm and cool and collected right now, which means that she's a threat again. So they... They were liking whiny flow, even though they didn't, it was annoying. Mm-hmm. They knew that that would like be their undoing. But now that she's like got a better attitude and is reinvigorated, they're liking it. <laughs> yeah. So, and then he says it's an even playing field, which mm-hmm. I would say we discussed that at the end of last leg mm-hmm. that they all have strength and we- strengths and weaknesses. And it really could be anybody's game at this point, especially mm-hmm. since they're just like. They're all together. Yeah. Um, as they're leaving this airport, it's kind of like you could go left or right. <laughs> so Ken and Gerard ask somebody, like, which way to go, and they tell them. And then it looks like Ian and Terry went the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And as they're kind of lost, they ask a policeman for directions. Yeah, and he says, you're 22 miles away. Yeah. They got way lost. Yeah. And terry's like saying something like i think this blah 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 blah, and ian's like terry i think a policeman knows his island (laughs) so he doesn't listen to her (laughs) so they find that ranch and they have to like park their cars pretty far away from where they're actually doing this task um but they get to this waterfall and there is a clue for a detour ken and gerard get there first yeah and the options are quick drop or slow walk. Yeah. Well, they have to put on the harness first. So they get there, they see the harnesses, they put them on. Mm-hmm. And before they know it's a detour. Mm-hmm. So Ken and Gerard are there, they're putting it on. And then Flo and Zach show up and she's like, do I have to do this? And they're like, yeah, it's not a choice. And she's like, yeah. what? Not a choice? So they're at a place called Wailua Falls. And um, their options are they can drop 160 feet into the pool and swim to the shore and get the clue, or they can walk down the trail to the bottom and get the clue. Yeah. Which is behind the waterfall. And like we all know, um, a lot of these people have fears of heights. Like everybody left at this last three have fears of heights. Yeah. Ken and Gerard. It didn't even seem like it wasn't even a fast drop. Yeah. That's the thing. Like with this, the first ones to go were Ken and Gerard, but they hadn't seen anybody go before then. Mm-hmm. It was a long way down. 160 feet. It's nothing like the 600 something feet that the brothers bungee yeah. jumped off of. That was crazy. But um, it is, it's like kind of, it's just a zip line. It's not straight down. It's yeah. It's like, kind of like a swinging zip line. Yeah. Kind of. Kind of like, yeah, slow zip line. Not slow, slow, but it didn't look that scary after they did it. The worst part, like, was hitting the water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So they do it, and then and they swim over, get their clue, whatever. Flo agrees to do the drop. She says, if I made it this far, I'm going to go out with You're something gonna Do exciting. one scary thing. Yeah. She's like, fine, fine. Quick yeah. drop. I'll do it. <laughs> And she clings to Zach like oh my gosh, a like monkey. A monkey. <laughs> he was it. actually kind of amused by it. He was yeah. like, this is hilarious. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, the 
brothers get out of the pool they get to the clue box and their clue says fly to seattle and get to cary park so we're heading back to mainland Mainland. and to a new state we're not going to alaska this time thank goodness (laughs) we know our pit stop's going to be or our final pit stop's going to be in seattle terry and ian get to the detour and I was thinking this whole time that it was Terry that was scared of heights, but it would get, I guess it's Ian. Because she I was know. like, are you going to do this? Do you want to do it? And he's like, yeah, let's do it. I'm confused, too, because Ian said he was going to bungee jump, and Terry didn't want to. Yeah. So, yeah, I was I confused was by this. I was a little confused, too. But, they, yeah, they do the drop, and then they all head to the airport. And at the airport... Zach and Flo and Ken and Gerard, like, secure the same flight. Terry and Ian show up and are also on the same flight. So, mm-hmm. nothing exciting there. They arrive in Seattle. <laughs> yep. And it's 15 miles to the park. Are you going to tell us about Seattle? Yep. Okay. So, Seattle is a city on the west coast of the United States. It is the capital of the state of Washington. No, it's not. Oh no, it's a it's the city seat of King County, which is in the middle of Washington. Sorry, <laughs> it said like county, and I just read capital. Twenty twenty, there was a population of seven hundred thirty seven thousand, but the metropolitan area is about four million, making it the fifteenth largest in the United States. It has a growth rate of twenty one percent, making it one of the fastest fastest growing cities in the country. And it's located between the Puget Sound and Lake Washington. (laughs) The Puget Sound. That just reminds me of Georgie and that Facebook post. Do you remember? Oh, no. You and Georgie went to... Georgie is our other sister. Yeah. And you guys went to Seattle for a One Direction concert. Yeah. And you guys did kayaking in the Puget Sound. And... Then I went to Seattle with my husband a couple years later, and I put a a post on Facebook and said, like, what are some fun things to do in Seattle? And Georgie commented and said, kayaking in the ocean was so fun. And my sister-in-law's friend, who I've met one time, and she's like this, like, old kind of grouchy lady, and she lives in Seattle. And she's like, it's not the ocean, it's the Puget Sound. (laughs) And... Georgie's like been mortified about that ever since. <laughs> I, like, I can't believe that lady called me out on Facebook in front of everybody. <laughs> That's funny. I guess I didn't hear that story. Because you're not on Facebook, but well, oh, you are yeah. now, but you weren't. Yeah. Yeah, I've been to Seattle once. We went for One Direction for the Where We Are tour, and it was amazing. Um, it yeah. was the city was amazing, but the concert was really amazing. <laughs> yeah i went it would have been 2018 i think in the fall it was pretty fun Mm -hmm. it's not one that i'm like oh yes i would love to live in seattle i could go there all the time but it was great for one visit Mm -hmm. yeah i went in july and it was like really good weather Mm -hmm. which doesn't happen a lot it is the northernmost city in the united states it's only 100 miles south of the canadian border it's a major gateway for trade with East Asia, cause, and Seattle has the fourth largest port in North America uh, as of 2021. We're going to be there in August. Yeah, we're leaving from Seattle for our Alaskan cruise. 
Yep. And, yeah. Seattle was inhabited by Native Americans for at least 4,000 years before the first European settlers arrived. Logging was Seattle's first major industry, but then turned into commercial shipbuilding center or as a gateway to Alaska during the gold rush. There was major growth after World War II, largely due to the Boeing Company, which was established in Seattle. And now it's a major tech center, and companies like Microsoft are based there. And Bill Gates is a Seattleite by birth. Amazon was founded in Seattle. I was going to say, I I thought Amazon too, so yeah. yeah. It says, the stream of new software, biotechnology, and internet companies led to an economic revival, which increased the city's population by almost 50,000 between 1990 and 2000. There's a large, like a very significant musical history. Um, lots of Nirvana. Yeah. Grunge rock. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Grunge sub genre. Sub genre. 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 <laughs> <laughs> the origin of um, bands such as Foo Fighters, Hearts, or Jimi Hendrix, Pearl Jam, Nirvana. Yeah. And it's also very hilly. Mm hmm. Like, like San Francisco. Which was where the last leg was in the last season. So it kind of was reminiscent. They were like running around the city. Oh, because they arrive in Seattle. And the clue says to travel on foot to the International Fountain at the Seattle Center. Which is near the Space Needle. But not at the Space Needle. (laughs) Yes. Which is very important because... (laughs) Yeah, so they're running around... It's pretty far I, away. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think it's close. Because so. when that Cary Park they were at was like, it overlooked downtown Seattle. Yeah. Then they had to go on foot from there to, I want to see what that. Yeah. While you're looking that up, Ken and Gerard get to the clue and the clue says to go to Lincoln Park, which is on the west side of Seattle. Zach and Flo are running there and apparently Zach had like bought this guidebook that said like this fountain is... By the space needle and so they started running towards the space needle but it's not right next to it and Flo did ask him a couple of times like are you sure it's there are you sure it's there and he said yes yes and then when they get to the space needle and the fountain isn't right there next to it Flo was like I can't believe you like gave me the wrong directions and why didn't you verify and mm-hmm. all this stuff how far is it? And yells at him again. It's a little over a mile from Cary Park to the Space Needle. Seems further than that. Like, when seeing it out in the distance, it looked further. Yeah. But from the Space Needle to the inter- International Fountain was is a third of a mile. Yeah. And she just won't let it go. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's the thing that we've been saying. Like, okay, if you're annoyed or upset with your partner, mm-hmm. say it and get over it you don't have to repeat it 100 times yeah that's like what terry and ian do they do yell at each other but they're over it and they move on ken and jar don't yell at each other ever yeah but yeah she literally doesn't let it go because they had to get in a taxi to go wait did you already say what the next clue was yeah to go to lincoln park yeah they have to get in a taxi and the whole way there she's just yelling at him yeah it's just like okay let's move and she's mad that terry and ian got to the clue before they did and anyway they're in these taxis they're heading to lincoln park but zach and flo get there first so Mm -hmm. i don't know what happened there but the clue is a roadblock and it's uh 
the task is to choose a totem pole and they like each of the totem poles has these sections with animal heads on it like animal faces carved into the totem pole and they have to spin these sections in to like reflect the order that they saw these animals on the race Mm -hmm. and i didn't did you write down the order yeah it's donkey dolphin horse goat manatee and the thing says this person should have a good memory Mm -hmm. and zach says flo do you want to do it she says no and once they get it in the right order, a little when, like a thing will pop open at the bottom, and their next and clue will be in there. Yeah. So Zach does it, of course. Um, the all the roadblocks basically are him, I think. Terry and Ian arrive, and Ian does it, and um, Zach does it pretty quickly mm-hmm. and gets it open. And the clue says, "Make your way to Gas Works Park and follow the flags." to the finish line but they haven't seen ken and gerard at this point so Mm -hmm. they think that ken and gerard are in front of them because Mm -hmm. ian and terry were at the totem poles at the same time that they were Mm -hmm. so zach and flo get in their taxi and head out as ken when and then ken and gerard arrive so and gerard does the roadblock ian and terry see ken and gerard arrive as they're heading as they're leaving and they're pretty excited to see that they're not the last um, so they know exactly where they are. They know they're second. They saw Flo and Zach leave, and they saw Ken and Gerard arrive. Yeah. But Ken and Gerard haven't seen Zach and Flo. And Zach and Flo haven't seen Ken and Gerard. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. And then Gerard gets it open. It seemed like they didn't really have a hard time yeah. memorizing the animals. A lot of times, and I'm glad that they finally did a memorization. Like some sort of, yeah, some sort of actual challenge right before. Yeah. Some of them get harder and harder. Some of them get really hard. Some of them are like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> This one wasn't that hard. No. So Ken and Gerard are in their cab. They know they have to hurry. And they tell their driver, we don't want you to break the law, but you should go through the red lights. Yeah. And they're well, dri- they, they say, we'll give you the rest of the money in our pocket. It's mm-hmm. like $160 if you can get us there as fast as you can. And their driver, like when he gets to the intersection, instead of waiting at the light, he like goes through. He goes right, but then goes into like a. A parking uh, lot of a gas station. Yeah. And just like basically runs red light. <laughs> Bypasses the intersection and they're like, oh. They're like, great. Awesome. <laughs> like surprised and scared, but glad he's doing that. <laughs> and then in Zach and Flo's car, they're like, Flo's crying and she's saying, Zach was such a great partner. I'm so sorry for yelling at you and like hugging him and stuff like that. <laughs> she says, I'm really, I'm really sorry for being a pain in the butt. And then she's like, you're supposed to say that I wasn't a pain in the butt. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, you're not a pain in the butt. (laughs) Yeah. She's like, I think we're going to come in second. And if we do, if we come in second to Ken and Gerard, that's okay. Because I like them and I want them to win, you know. And because she thinks that they're second. She doesn't think they're first. And this part's really intense because all three of their cab drivers are good cab drivers. They're hauling. And they're driving (laughs) fast. And they are, yeah. Like, it kind of seems like they others could have a chance yeah i hate taxi rides to the mm-hmm. finish line though i wish they would have just like had that totem pole task and then like mm-hmm. the finish line was right there mm-hmm. are we ready yeah because <laughs> the cab pulls up and it is zach and flo that get out mm-hmm. and they start running and they are number one and they still like on the way up to the mat they're like 
Are Ken and Gerard here? No, they must be hiding. Like, yeah. they really they have to are be hiding. genuinely surprised Yeah. when Phil says, like, 4,000 or whatever, how many miles, five continents, whatever. And they're like, what? What? And somebody in the crowd, I don't know who says it, they're like, you won. And Phil's like, we won? And she's like, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> he says, four continents, 13 countries, 41,000 miles. <sighs> As much as I didn't want Flo to win, it's still just like the emotions of the finish line. Mm-hmm. It's still, it gets me every time. Honestly, at this point, I was like, like we said, I would, didn't want Flo to win. I wanted anybody to win but Flo or whatever. But at this point, I'm like, Zach deserves Zach it the most. deserves a million dollars. Honestly, just him winning makes it worth it. Yeah. I still don't like Flo or think she deserved to win. No. That really makes me upset that she was so negative and almost quit so many times. But the patience of that man deserves a million dollars. Yeah. I'm glad Zach won at least. Yeah. <laughs> Can you I imagine agree. all that all that and not even... And not winning. And yeah. Everything he, she put him through and he it didn't would just win. Be for nothing. Not for nothing. I mean, it was still like a good experience, but yeah. was it? <laughs> yeah. So I'm glad Zach won. Yeah. He deserved it. He's a good man. Yep. Um, yeah, Terry and Ian come in second, and they're... We're coming, Phil! Yeah. <laughs> they know that they're second, and, but they're still, like, happy, and mm-hmm. and they're, like... And during their interview, post-race interview, or whatever, Terry's like, everything was so frightening at the beginning, but then it just turned into too much fun at the end. She's like, I did things I never thought I would do, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that's just, like, the coolest thing about the race, you know? Yeah. People just, like... You know, they surprise themselves and they do things that they never in a million years would dare do, but they have to do it and they end up loving it. And, yeah. You know, and Ian is like, we have our differences and we have our strengths and weaknesses, but we love each other for what we are. And, you know, they they seem to run a pretty good race together. Yeah. And I thought it was very cool that they got second place mm-hmm. after all of the like not having any alliances not yeah. like just everybody just mm-hmm. underestimating them the whole time so and all those people that have been eliminated like standing on the sidelines are probably so surprised to see them there people mm-hmm. have under- underestimated them the whole time and they got second place so i'm glad they did so well yeah prove people wrong and have a good time doing it <laughs> And then Ken and Gerard get out of their taxi, and they can't see the pit stop from there. And they're, like, running so fast. They left their bags, and they, like, mm-hmm. dropped all the money in the backseat yeah. and just, like, left their bags in the cab. <laughs> they're like, go, leave it, leave it. And they run, and they see them, and they keep running, and they're still happy. <sighs> but I wanted them to win so yeah. bad. Me too. But Ken says, seeing all the teams cheering us on made us forget that we didn't win the million dollars. Like mm-hmm. It was just a cool experience to still come in and mm-hmm. get to step on the mat and i forgot we didn't win yeah and gerard says we have more of a bond and more of a special closeness and i'll always cherish this experience with my brother mm-hmm. so that's special yeah happy that they got to run the race mm-hmm. and be closer and then we cut back to zach and flo with their just like 
what are your biggest takeaways from this race? And he said, the biggest thing that I gained was the power of staying positive. <laughs> I know. He <laughs> had to stay so positive. And then he said, I'm fine with being just friends. This romance mm-hmm. thing, like, it's not going to work. Yeah, so. it didn't work out, and we're fine with that. <laughs> I honestly, I honestly do not know how he did it. I would have lost it way before that. A yeah. million times before that. Like, I would have been like okay then let's go home like seriously this is important yeah because i don't think he ever once like got mad at at her or like Mm -mm. not seriously i think the biggest like pushback he gave her was the map situation when Mm -hmm. when he was like what if i mean if we give them our map what if we get lost (laughs) and that was like the only argument that he gave her so is there anything else we want to say about the episode in general before we talk about what these teams are up to in the last 20 years? Um, it was a good finale. I think they did the same thing in Hawaii last time. Was like went from one island to another and did one thing there, mm-hmm. which kind of annoys me. Yeah. It's another time. They have to fly from Honolulu to Kauai, and that puts them back together. You know, it's like... It makes it more exciting at the end if it's like, who's going to win? Who's going to win? But, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm glad they did, like, the memorization challenge at the end. I think it should have been harder. Yeah. But it was, a, it was a good finale, I think. Yeah. I agree. I think so, too. And we're happy for Zach. <laughs> so okay so let's start with the third place team of ken and gerard and their average was 2.69 their worst placement was six in leg two Hmm. and then they won three legs and they were in like the top three pretty much all the other times so yeah and they used the fast forward at the very beginning like the second or third leg i think this yeah the second episode from mexico city Mm -hmm. which is scary (laughs) yeah to not have that the whole rest of the time but it paid off yep and so they are the first team of brothers to race who weren't twins (laughs) and the first team of brothers to make it to the final leg and i was like Race that weren't twins, but there was twins in season two. Yeah, Shalendoin. Mm-hmm. Yep. So there's not a lot about Ken. He his Instagram was private, and his Facebook doesn't get updated very often. And so I and I, like I googled his name too, and there really wasn't anything about him. But Gerard does have a little bit more information. He is still married to that lady that he got to talk to on the phone. Jen and you know how they had two and a half year old twins at that point mm-hmm. they had another set of twins oh man yeah so he has four kids two sets of twins <laughs> and he works in finance him and their other brother started a finance firm called Dufini which I guess is their last name hmm. financial network and him and his son Benjamin founded Mission Madeira, which is a nonprofit organization that does like mission and service trips to Uganda. Nice. Yeah. 
And he's missing all of his hair now, so. (laughs) (laughs) He should have shaved it off. I know. Once it gets to a certain point, it's just like, okay, it's got to go. Yeah. I loved that team. They were so, like, easygoing and, like, happy and made everybody around them happy. Yeah. And And when they were, like, introducing them in the first leg and they're, like, they're so opposite, you know, like, Mm -hmm. Republican conservative or yeah, Republican and conservative and Democrat and liberal and gay and straight and religious and non-religious. And it's like, oh, man, how are they going to get along? But yeah, it didn't have any. Yeah. Maybe we could all learn from them. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we just all need to be racing for a million dollars and mm-hmm. then we forget about our differences. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Terry and Ian, their average placement was 4.54. They like... They won the two legs right before the final, mm-hmm. but they like they actually weren't as far like in the back as we kind of thought they were. But I mean, if there was like they got sixth place because there were seven people. Yeah, but that's in the back. Yeah, that's true, but I don't think that was the case. Anyway, there was eleven roadblocks on this race. Guess guess how many Terry did. Three. Two. <laughs> and Ian did nine. No wonder he was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I guess I'll do it. <laughs> oh, because um, Ken and Gerard both did six, so theirs was very even. Nice. So. I thought mm-hmm. I said there was 11. But they used their fast forward. Oh. But so did Terry and Ian. I don't know. I was just looking at the Amazing Race Wikipedia, and that's what it says. Mm-hmm. So. But even, we'll just say even. Yeah, (laughs) close enough. (laughs) So Terry and Ian, I think I said this, they were the only team of the season to not come in last place and be saved by a Mm non-elimination. And they do come back for the All-Star season, Hmm. which is season 11. So we'll see them Mm soon-ish. And they're still married. Ian does post a lot on Facebook. (laughs) And we actually have the same birthday, me and Ian. Me and Ian. Me and Ian. (laughs) Ian and I on February 5th. They live in Florida and they went on a cruise recently and they look really happy. And Terry also posts quite a bit on Facebook and her hair is like long now. It's like shoulder length. Hmm. They kind of look the same, but they're in their 70s now. So, yeah. And like pictures with their two boys that are adults now. So, yeah. Things change yeah. in 20 years, but, but they're still together and yep. still traveling, and that's great. Yeah. And Zach and Flo. So we know from last episode that Flo and Drew dated for seven years, yeah. which is crazy. Mm-hmm. So he must have really liked her. <laughs> <laughs> and now her partner, she's not married to him, but they have two kids together is Dan Abrams, who is the chief legal analyst for ABC News. So he's kind of famous. Hmm. I didn't I I don't know him. I don't really watch the news, which I should, but but she okay, so she was actually born in Milan, Italy, and lived there till she was five, which is probably why she knows Italian and like all those languages so well. So that definitely helped them. So I guess that was her contribution to the race, was being able to speak different languages. So yeah, they, I said they have a son and a daughter. She 
was the director of public relations for Gucci and then the vice president of public relations for Ralph Lauren. So that's kind of like her professional life. So she's like very successful. Her name's not even Flo. It's Florinka. Yeah. The Amazing Race offered for her and Drew to be a team on the all-star season, but she declined. Thank Mm. goodness. I was going to (laughs) say, thank goodness. She probably watched it back and like was like, oh man, I I hope so. Was not a nice person. Did I say what their race statistics were? I think I skipped Mm -hmm. that. Their average position was 2.54. They won two legs. Is it. Hmm. And they were saved by a non-elimination twice. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, the one in Switzerland. I can't remember what happened there, but then and then the one in Vietnam. So, so they're the first team to switch detours twice. So when in Vietnam from the basket boat to the basket bike back to the basket boat, <laughs> and they were the youngest team of this season. So they were the first winners who were the youngest team. And the first co-ed team. So Flo is the first woman to be a winner of The Amazing Race. They took the fast forward in leg seven, which meant that they didn't do that one task in Austria. So they're the only team to win the race without going to all the countries of the season's route. Which is a very random statistic. Mm -hmm. And guess how many roadblocks floated of the 11? One. One. I wonder which one it was. In Morocco, it was the now you see it, now you don't. Mm. Which I don't remember what that was. I remember, like we said, it was kind of a weird name. I thought that was the detour where it was like, now you see it, it's the horse right there. Now you don't, you have to drive far. Oh, oh, you're right. You're right. Because it underlines which one they did. I don't know. She did the roadblock in Lake Six in Morocco. Well, now I'm wondering. So I know she didn't do the one where you had to dig through the leather pot. Like, oh, no. Thank goodness. Oh, I know what oh. it is. You have to sell the yeah food in the square. To- the cafe. Yeah. The snails. The escargot. Yeah. That was the only one she did. Which is not even a hard one. <laughs> yeah. That one was like the fastest roadblock. Oh, yeah. She wouldn't have made it without Zach. Not in a million years. So speaking of Zach, he married a woman named Elise Steinberg in 2008. And Elise is a documentary film producer. They had a son in, I think, 2011, maybe. And this has nothing to do with him on the race, really. But his mom is the director of the New York Times Scholarship Program. So after the race, he worked for MTV and produced a reality series called Made for MTV, and he won two Daytime Emmy Awards for this show. Hmm. So he is an Emmy winner, and he has been the network executive at the History Channel since 2011. So he's also very successful, and he doesn't have his fro anymore, and it kind of looks weird. Yeah, I'm looking at his picture now. Is it a fro? Just... (laughs) No, it's not a fro, but... Oh, like curly. His his big hair. Yeah. I'm glad that he is married and seems to be happy and successful. He deserves it. Yeah. And any woman is 
like <laughs> probably easier to handle than flow yeah. so and i actually don't know if they're friends anymore like it doesn't really say anything i kind of just like googled like our flow and zach friends and some random obscure like i don't know if they're even reliable or accurate websites say that their friendship fractured after the race yeah so not surprised no not in the slightest he's like give me my money and i'm peace out (laughs) (laughs) i'd never want to talk to you again yeah (gasps) Uh, so when it says we went to four continents 13 countries forty-one thousand miles the 13 countries so we went to mexico then to the united kingdom portugal Portugal, spain do they count count? i don't know Portugal, Morocco. Where did we go from Morocco? Germany, Germany, Austria, Switzerland, Malaysia, Malaysia, Singapore, Vietnam. So I think the U.S. So that's eleven. Yeah, and it was thirteen. Yeah. So this like overview is counting Spain as one of the countries. And what are we missing? Okay, so Mexico, United Kingdom, Portugal, Spain, Morocco, Germany, Austria, Switzerland, Malaysia, Singapore, Vietnam, United States. I don't know. Was there somewhere that they like drove through that maybe maybe they're counting England and Scotland as two different countries? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Phil lied to us. <laughs> I can never trust four you. continents, so we didn't get to Africa on this. Nope season yes we did morocco's in africa oh morocco we didn't get to australia they didn't go to south america Mm -mm. because mexico's in north america so north america europe africa asia yeah yep which last season we did a lot of south america and australia so they're doing pretty good yeah trying to mix it up a little (laughs) bit um this was a good season i liked it i think uh besides flow it was a great season (laughs) yeah and i i knew they won because I remember being upset about it last time too. Because I was like, "Are you serious? How? <laughs> I wish she didn't win." Yeah. But I'm just gonna tell myself Zach won. Yeah, Zach. <laughs> Zach is the winner of the Amazing Race season three, and then we'll head into season four in a couple of months. So, at the time of this recording, Sadie is about to go on a little work trip. And then as soon as she gets back, I go on a cruise with my husband for like a week. So I will be on a cruise when this second batch of episodes gets published. So we did a lot of um, preparing ahead of time. Mm -hmm. And we would love to hear what you guys think and get some feedback. We'll be dropping the first half of season four, the first week, the first Wednesday of August. Yes. So make sure you follow along. And we might have a special guest. Yeah, but we're not going to tell you everything yet. (laughs) You have to stay tuned. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Yay. Another season in the books. It was a good one. We'll catch you in season four. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening. This is the Amazing Rewatch podcast. You can email us at theamazingrewatch at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram at theamazingrewatch. Or you can join our Facebook group, 
the amazing rewatch podcast. Please like, rate, and review and share with your friends and reach out to us. We love to hear from you. Thanks for your support. Thanks for listening. Bye.